You're listening to Mississauga Connect, presented by Mississauga Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mississauga Connect is dedicated to spirituality, vitality, and service among our members and community, growing out of scriptures that paint a compelling portrait of God. You are invited to explore, experience, and know the one who desires to make us whole. This is Mississauga Connect. Today, uh, well, for the month, this month, the emphasis will be on love. Mm, love, okay? The theme for the month, uh, Pastor Smith and myself, we decided that we want to serve the tables and we want to have a balanced diet when we preach. So we want to talk a little bit about love today, all right? Uh, I may not shout too much, but uh, it's all right. And so I want to ask of you to go with me to the book of First John. John is the apostle of love. Love runs throughout his letters. And so go First John 4 and verse, verses 11 and 12 as we continue to read portions of this chapter. The word says in verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man had seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us. And his love is perfected in us. So for the rest of the time that I have, I want to talk on the title, I Want to Know What Love Is. Good to see you, Patrick. Master Corporal Patrick Filippo, it's good to have you here. I want to know what love is. Father, speak to my heart now. Speak to us as we talk around this subject of love. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. British-American singer, foreigner. He recorded a song in 1984. Who remember 1984? <laughs> yeah. The song was entitled, I Want to Know What Love Is. The song was a number one hit in the United States and in the UK and remained that way for quite a while. It was a song that people could identify with. The song says, in my life, there's been heartache and pain. I don't know if I can face it again. Yeah. 
Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Finish it for me, somebody. Can't stop now. Have traveled so far hmm? to change this lonely life. I want to know what love is. Hmm? Somebody up in the air is feeling me. I want to know what love is. I want you to tell me. No, no, no. I want you to show me. <laughs> I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me. The need to be loved has been the greatest need of every human being since the beginning of time. People travel distance for love. There are people who will get on a plane right now, they will fly miles. Why? Because of love. There are people who will stay up late at night on the phone because of love. I remember when I fell in love. I ain't telling you nothing else. You're getting too excited. But anyway, I used to stay on the phone for hours, even when she fell asleep. But I just stay there, just listen to her breathe. I want to tell somebody, love is a beautiful thing. People travel distance. When people fall in love, of course, people invest money. People invest time. And people invest emotions. It's a big investment. And it's always good to have a return, ROI, on your investment. People buy escorts to escort them into a place that they think they can find love. Mm. Nobody, know, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Because love is that important to us. People need to be loved. Not just told, but shown that they are loved. A little while ago, I was facilitating a discussion during which a participant gazed at me and said, the only time when I feel lonely is when I'm in church. Can you imagine a place of love and somebody is lonely? Hmm? I was shocked. How can somebody be lonely in church? Are you still with me? 
How can someone be in a crowd and still feel alone? How can someone be married and not feel loved? What kind of thing is that? How can someone be a Christian and a hate? There, I've, been to, I've been to churches. This church is an amazing church. You don't find those things here. But I, I've been to churches where Christians hate. I've been to churches where even during the communion time, you know, when we wash each, each other's feet, where some people decide, I won't wash that person's feet in church. In Maslow's theory of motivation, he, he displays human needs with the use of a pyramid. In this hierarchy of needs, the need to be loved and feel belong is one of the most important needs of every human being. So according to Maslow, as human beings, we all have social needs which includes needs for belonging, love, and affection. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, long before Maslow recognized that we all have the need to be loved, Jesus, in his word, commanded us that we should love. He says, in John 13 and 34, he says, A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another. Am I right about it? As I have loved you, that he also, he says, love one another. Jesus says, as I have loved you, you ought also to love each other. He loves unconditionally. He loves us not because of, but he loves us in spite of. In Ephesians 5, verse 25, hear what he says. He says, he says, he says, husbands, he's talking to the husband in the house. He says, husbands, love your wives. How? Even as Christ loved the church and what else? Gave himself for it. So even if your wife does not love you the way you love her, you are to love her just the same. How does the people of God love God? Jesus says, the word says, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. So a husband is supposed to love his wife even unto the death. So if you have your mother and your wife on a boat out on the lake, And the boat is sinking. And you can swim like a fish. And you have to save only one. Mm. That's a tough one. 
who do you save? Husband, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, not mama. You ought to love your mother, but sorry, mothers. Try not get into that boat when it's sinking. Because we're going to have a funeral. So Jesus says, you ought to love husband. Of course, you know, throw this in, he said, women ought to respect their husband. Hold them in high esteem. Don't call them names. Zip up. Zip it up. If you have some issues, come and see Pastor uh, Smith and myself. And let's work it out. Can I get an amen for that? The most loving people should be Christians. Hmm? The most loving people should be Christians. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have loved one for the other. The happiest couples on the planet how to be church folk. How to be Christians. Very low on the amen this time. But God wants us to love because we are in touch with the source of love. For God is love. In spite of this fact, however, there are many today who are longing for someone to love them. There are a lot of children who are unloved. There are children who need love. One of the reasons why gangs thrive is because gang members love their members. Sometimes the children can't find love at home. It's okay to say I love you, but it's better to show. I would rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I would rather it would walk with me than just merely tell the way. People want to know that they are loved. Children need to be loved. Uh, there are a lot of wives who are in need of love. Mercy. There are a lot of husbands who are in need of love, but not up in here at this church. Not here. Maybe some have been told, I love you, but then there are no compatible action to support it. When was the last time you turned to somebody and say, I love you? You know, I... Uh, I posed a question to a, a congregation just to test the temperature once. I said, how many of you here today love me so much that you would die for me? Show your hand. Okay, uh, let me ask the question right now. <laughs> how many of you would die for me? You love me so much. Raise your hand. Praise God, one, two, three. So I posed the question at another church once, and only one person raised their hand. Master Corporal, 
uh, Patrick Filippo. We served in the military. And I tell you, in the military, nobody leaves anybody behind. The Christian church is even supposed to be stronger than the military. Onward, Christian soldiers. Marching onto war. I tell you right up in here right now, I would die for you. Thank you, Opal. As brothers and sisters, we ought to love each other so much that I got your back. Hmm? You have my back. Don't eat your sister around the table, the dining table. We ought to love each other so much that we are willing to lay down our lives for each other. Am I right about it? Can I get an amen? amen. And so like foreigner, I, I hear, I hear, I hear a spouse saying, I want to know what love is. Like foreigner, I, I hear a child saying, I want to know what love is. Like foreigner, I hear somebody up in here today Saying, I want to know what love is. And I want you to show me. The Apostle John, who writes to reassure Christians in their faith and to counter false teaching, is big on love. In our text, John says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. And knoweth God, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. I remember when I became a Seventh-day Adventist, I was born in the church, but the church left me. You can never leave the church. The church is a movement. The church leaves you behind. And so when I got baptized, came back in, I went to this church and... A group of about four or five people took me in. Uh, I received love at home by my parents. But when I went to this church in particular, I've never experienced love like that. Five people took me in. It was an, an elderly lady. God bless her heart. God bless her heart. Sister Fuller was her name. They took me in. And they would take, take me every Sabbath home. Every Sabbath, there was a decadent meal on the table. There were things with eyes and things without eyes. There were things fried and things steamed. There were things roast and things boiled. The table was set and spread. And I ate all I could eat. It was like... A Chinese buffet with all the grease in it. It was an amazing time. They gave me food. They gave me love. They gave me books to read. They said, look, there's a library. Anything you want. We are interested in your personal and professional development. They didn't just see me at, at church on Sabbath. They were invested in me. They encouraged me. I did not believe that I could ever go to college. Nobody in my family has ever gone to college. They encouraged me. They said, we think you could make it in college. Why don't you go to college? My modern father can't read or write. We are poor, no money. And they're recommending that I go to college. So I decided to go to college. Because the brethren said I should go to college. 
And when I went to college, I got my envelope every month from my church, my little group of people. That's love. Am I right about it? Now, folks, when you're treated that way, how can you leave church? They, they, one of the, the, the older lady, she said, you know what? We don't have all the resources to help him. So she uh, contacted Julian's grandmother in London, England. They had some money up there. So she told them, we have this young man. He has a lot of promise. I'm talking about love being demonstrated, not just being said. She said, we have this young man. He's in college, and we need to help him. So what did she do? Julian's grandmother, what did she do? She went to the community services department at her church up in Huddersfield, I think, England. And they had a little meeting with some senior citizens. Don't underestimate the seniors. They have money. <laughs> and they got together, and every month at college, when I show up at the post office, I got an envelope that says United Kingdom. When I opened the envelope, guess what? It was not Canadian. It's too weak. <laughs> it was not U.S. dollars. Still too weak. It was British pound. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. You can imagine on Wednesday night when they asked for testimony. I got up and I praised the Lord. Amen. Once in a while, they would pack me a parcel with pants and shirt and shoes when you see me on campus, I was sharp. God is good. I want to know what love is. And these folk in church, they showed me. That's the kind of church and members of God's church that we ought to be. The word used in the original language for love is not filio. Filio is a brotherly love. It's a love of companionship and friendship. The word used is not eros. This is a romantic love. But the word used is agape love. An unselfish love. A love that is unconditional. By the way, by the way, by the way, if you're, if you're married, you need all three love. Okay? If you're married and there's no eros, all you have is just a friendship. When you look uh, on your spouse, young people, let's, let's close your ears a little bit. But when you look at your spouse, you ought to feel attracted still. Hmm? You ought to feel a little tingling on the inside. You ought to hear something say, come follow me. Hmm? They ought to be arrows. If there is no filial in your marriage, you don't have a friendship. Your best friend in your marriage ought to be who? Your spouse. If you don't have 
agape love in your marriage, you're going to have problems because every little thing you're going to take it and create a problem. There are some things you got to just overlook it and forgive your spouse. Well, the word used in the text is agape. John says we ought to love each other unconditionally. Don't love me because you know that my bank account is fat. Don't love me because I smell good. Don't love me because of how I look, but love me irrespective of. Don't love me because I wear my skirt below my knees. Don't love me because of the car I drive or the education or the college I graduate from. Do you know that there are some people who love like that? God says we ought to love like how Jesus loved. For God so loved the world. Not the rich ones, but he loved everybody that he gave his only begotten son. We ought to love without conditions. So John says we ought to love others because one, God commanded us to love. You can't be a Christian and not love. He has commanded us to love and two, because God loved us. Because God has loved us, we are supposed to be willing to share that love with somebody else. Freely you have received, so freely you should give. Am I right about it, somebody? As a matter of fact, God defines love through action. Love cannot be defined. Love can only be described. And so God defines love through action. When God loved, he gave. I heard a story about an old farmer whose friend said about him, Fred loves his wife so much he almost tells her. He's always showing her, very rarely does he have to tell her. It's important not just to say I love you, but to show I love you. Today we are technologically connected, but re relationally distant. Hmm? I don't know how many I have. I have in, on Facebook, I have about 800, uh, what do you call them? Friends. But guess what? They're not my friends. 800. How can I really be friend to 800 people? We are technologically connected, but relationally distant. People are literally killing themselves live on social media because they don't feel loved. But they are connected to somebody on social media. Let me share with you briefly three essential qualities of a healthy relationship that you can use to make others feel more loved and by default save some lives. The first essential quality is commitment. We've got to be committed to our commitment. Be committed to your relationship. So no matter what, thick or thin, you're going to stick with it. Am I right about it? I've heard people say, I am your friend, but if you should ever do anything bad, you're no longer my friend. What kind of a commitment is that? 
I need you when I'm in trouble. I need you when I do something bad. When we truly love, there is a form of alliance. I align myself with you when I love you. To make such a commitment, we must be capable of selfless service beyond the needs of our ego. So we are committed not because of what the person has. We are committed because we love the person unconditionally. We're committed not because of what we can get. I heard a story of a young lady. She, uh, she called off the relationship and broke her boyfriend's heart. And then a couple weeks later on, she uh, sent him a letter to say, I'm so sorry for hurting you. Please take me back. And by the way, congratulations on winning the lottery. <laughs> we ought to love without conditions. Don't love me because of what I have. You've got to be committed to your relationship. Committed by being a brother to the brother in this church. Committed to being a sister to the sister in this church. Committed to your spouse. Committed to your children. Just committed. Can you imagine if God was not committed? What if one day he said to himself, you know what? I can't be, I can't be bothered this morning to turn on the oxygen on earth. We'll all die. What if he was not committed in allowing the angels to fly beside and in front of your car on your way to church? What if he was not committed when the devil shows up to take you out? You wouldn't be here. And so God wants us to be committed in our relationship. The second thing we ought to do is to give our relationships conscious attention. If somebody says, somebody walks up to you in church and you say, how do you do? Don't just say, how do you do? And keep walking. Stop and get an answer. Give conscious attention. There was once a man to prove his love for his wife. He swam the deepest river. He crossed the widest desert and climbed the highest mountain. She divorced him. Because he was never at home. <laughs> You've got to give your relationships conscious attention. Can you imagine if you have a plant at home and you don't water it? What would happen? It would die. I, I, I've, I've said over and over and I told my wife, if I go to a doctor's office and her plant is dying, I ain't going back. She isn't giving the plant enough attention. Hence, she's not going to give me the attention that I need. And she's going to kill me in the process. Conscious attention. Where whatever we focus on, we create more of it. Somebody. The third essential quality to a healthy relationship is bonding. We ought to find time to spend together. We ought to find time as a church to have potlucks. We ought to find time as a church to go hang together. As a relationship, in, in your relationship, as a husband and wife, if you are a husband and wife, you got to have some date nights. 
Hmm? If you're not married and you're a single, you got to get your girlfriends together and go on a girl's night out. Am I right about it? And if you're a young man and you don't have any girls, or even if you have girls, you go on a, do you call it boys' night out? Boys' night out. But you got to spend time for bonding to take place. And when these things happen, ladies and gentlemen, people's life will be enriched. So when they say, I want to know what love is, you would have shown them. Can I get a witness out there? So here's my message. Captured in an old Christian chorus. Let there be love shared among us. Let there be love in our hearts. May now your love sweep the nation. Cause us, O oh Lord, to rise. Give us a fresh understanding of brotherly love that is real. Let there be love shared among us. Let there be love. Today, without contradiction, I can safely say that God is love. How do I know that God is love? At a wedding feast at Cana of Galilee, he showed up. And when there was no wine, he told the folk, to fill the water pots. They filled the water pots and he told them to take the water out. And when the water looked up and saw Jesus, the water got happy and turned into wine. How do I know that God is love? At the well in, in Sychar of Samaria, he met a woman and he gave her water and she never thirst again. How do I know that God is love? At Jairus' house, he told Jairus' little girl whose heart had stopped beating. He said, damsel, arise. And she who was dead got up and was alive again. How do I know that he is love? At the pool of Bethesda, he told an impotent man, take up your bed and walk. And a man got up and walked. How do I know that God is love? A woman touched the hem of his garment. And he asked, who touched me? Somebody touched me. And a woman was made well. How do I know that he, his love? In the temple at Jerusalem, he told a woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, who was tried by the church board and was about to be disfellowshipped. He said, woman, go and sin no more. How do I know that he is love? At Lazarus' grave, Jesus wept. He walked up to the tomb and he told them, roll away the stone. And he called out, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came back to life. How do I know that God his love in 1989, while I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, sinking 
to rise no more. Love somebody. Lifted me. Lifted me. And that is why today I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I say I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. For when nothing else could help, love lifted me. And so I've promised him that I will serve him till I die. I'm, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. How do I know that he is love? For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his only begotten son, that whosoever, that includes you and it includes me, whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And so today, love has lifted you. Love has lifted me. So you need not ask any, any question whether or not God loves you. If your husband doesn't love you, God loves you. If your boyfriend doesn't love you, God loves you. If your mother doesn't love you, God loves you. If your children don't love you, God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Thank you, Jesus. I want to know what love is. God has shown me. Yes, he has. You know, God has, God is an amazing God. Without love and the love of God, you would not be here today. We ought to be grateful that God has loved us. So here's what I want to ask you. God has loved you. Do you love him back? Do you want to say, God, I love you back? If that's your desire, stand to your feet with me. Say, God, I love you back. Amazing. Folk, I want to ask you, if you're a husband, show your spouse love. If you're a wife, show your spouse love. If you're a mother, let there be love in your home. If you're a father, let there be love shown to your children. If you're single, let there be love shown to other singles. If you're a church member, let nobody walk through these doors and leave and didn't find love. Let there be love.